Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> Alright, and welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show, take two. I'm your host, Colin. I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaks, including... Brent. Tom. This is Travis. And tonight, it was Brent's pick for a movie. And Brent, what did we watch tonight? Tonight we watched uh, Tango and Cash, Colin. Yeesh. Holy yes. cow. What's, uh, so Tango and Cash, little roundup, is a Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell movie from 1989 where they play celebrity cops in Los Angeles who are wrongfully accused of murder sent to the big house escape from the big house and then head out on adventures to try and clear their name yeah pretty much basically up, right? yeah that wraps it up pretty good <laughs> that's not the most exciting description in the world why'd you pick this movie Brent um I wanted to I wanted to revisit an 80s buddy cop movie and from what I remember you thought this was the best well, from what I remember when I was younger watching it, I really liked it a lot. That may have changed a little bit <laughs> after the second viewing, but we'll get into that. But I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought this was like the quintessential buddy cop movie of the 80s. Really? Like it had everything, you know? <laughs> in in your memory, okay, so this trumps, we're going to say this trumps Lethal Weapon, lethal, the, lethal Weapon movies as the quintessential buddy cop movie yeah. from the 80s. I, yeah, forty-eight I hours. Forty-eight hours. I, I, yeah, I was red. Hours. Red Heat. I see. I don't think I ever saw Red Heat. I wasn't a big Turner. Turner is in there. Couch. Was that nineties? Cuffs. K nine. Oh, no, where was I going? I don't know. Yeah. K I don't know. There's a lot, but this like this movie stands out. Like it's the opposite of the Ron Howardisms, because like I remember every big moment in this movie and watching it tonight. It all came back to me like it was yesterday. Uh, Creepily enough, there is a Ron Howard reference. There, there is, there is his brother. His brother is in the movie. <laughs> yes. Ron Howard's brother is in this movie. Wait, what's the Ron Howard is? Is the Ron Howard? Oh yeah, the Ron Howard syndrome. The syndrome where yeah, where you forget the movie after ten <laughs> seconds after you see the scene. That's very true, ladies and gentlemen. Very true. Um, but this. Like, I remember all the big... It's because this movie's so sensational. I remember all the big stuff in it. Like, you know, the big action moments. the Some of the one-liners. But what I had forgotten is how terrible the plot is <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> how like, terrible the... Uh, well, okay, I'm not going to say that the movie was terrible, actually, no. The, the jokes are terrible. The jokes are... Yeah, yeah, the jokes, they fall flat. It's full of that witty's eighty, uh, the eighties banter, witty banter between the two cops. But the, yeah, the jokes just kind of the, the, yeah, <laughs> they are not funny. There's a lot of them. I mean, per the per minute like joke counter had to be just like we got like thirty jokes a minute there, you know. But like only two oh, of them actually worked. Right, right. There's there's a there's a shit ton of jokes, but they they're not good jokes. A at movie all. desperately in need of a comedy writer. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and see, I mean, I guess that's why, like, like when you watch a lot of buddy cop movies and a lot of them work, is like a lot of them have like they have like a serious cop, and then like like Red Heat, you got Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, and the irreverent cop, 
And then Belushi. Yeah. It's like you have a comedy, like you put like an action star with a comedy. Yeah. Guy. And then you, you have, that's why, that's usually the best combination. Like, like. Oh, uh, Rush Hour does it. Yeah, so that's actually, so that's where, yeah. Well, I so mean. Tango and Cash is a little different than by 48 hours. two action dudes together. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Russell is more of the loose cannon of the two, but he's not like the, I wouldn't call him the comedic relief like those other well, guys Well, he was are. primarily known for comedies prior to this movie. Well, okay, so there was like, you know, the John Carpenter films, The Escape from New York and The Thing and Big Trouble in Little China, but unfortunately they were all little seen at the time in, during their box office run. So, I mean, he was primarily like, you know, the overboard guy, right? What was the other one? Swing Shift and... There was a couple other comedies. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he's the only one that could probably pull off comedy. I mean, Stallone can't. Stallone did stop for my mom will shoot. Oh, yeah, and Oscar. Yeah, but that was later. <laughs> yeah. Shit. That was later. Wait, no, he was in Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? Is it Stallone and Dolly Parton? Rhinestone. Yeah. Rhinestone. Yeah, Rhinestone. Rhinestone. Sorry, the other one was. Who remembers Bert, Rhinestone? Uh, Burt Reynolds. In. Yeah. People remember it. Comedy. Okay. <laughs> Comedy classic. Yeah. I, I mean, this movie, uh, yeah, it's it's like, I mean, I guess, you know, like, Last Action Hero is a 90s movie that is pretty much like a parody of these 80s cop movies. And this, this movie is not a parody. It is takes itself 100% serious. It commits all the sins and cliches. Of it's, the buddy cop movie of the eighties action. It's ex, it's it's excess, you know. It's eighties excess. In, it is in totally. Movie. Oh God, yeah. Because by yeah. the end of this movie, they're like to by justify. By the end of this movie, <laughs> there is monster trucks with machine guns on them and explosions. I mean, they're the end of this movie. It's kind. Of, it's actually kind of awesome if you make it all the way to the end of it. <laughs> yeah, they're in a quarry. This is the yeah, set is the a quarry. The end is worth it. Yeah. And they're being pursued by pickup trucks, monster trucks. They're in some kind of souped-up super truck with a machine gun, a Gatling gun hanging off the side of it. And I, at one point, they were driving through like a culvert, where I swear to God, there was like at a monster truck show, there was gigantic explosions going off on both sides of the of the tunnel as the car is driving through it. And at one point, it has that awesome shot, which is probably in a trailer for this movie, where. Uh, an explosion goes off, and the truck has to like jump through it, and the truck is on fire going through the fireball. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they do the afterburners, the thrusters, <laughs> and fire through it. But the interesting thing is that like in that scene, most of the explosions are coming from the bad guys that are shooting at the at you know this RV from hell or whatever they call it, but they're hitting their own bad guys. <laughs> like There's other bad guys on dune buggies chasing this thing. And they're just blowing them up left and right. Like yeah. most of it is friendly fire from the bad guys. Yeah, totally I mean, there's, there's there's trucks, there's doom buggies, there's monster trucks with machine guns, there's big big like I don't know big like there's haulers hench- henchmen up the wazoo. Yeah, I mean this Heavy is machinery. This is just like they took a rock quarry and just said go yep. to town. Well, that's why I like that you brought up uh, Last Action Hero because, in a way, you know, that Last Action Hero was the scream of the '80s action genre. That was the one that kind of looked back on it. That was the postmodern action movie where it's like we can look back at all these cliches 
you know, that were done and make and, and parody them. So then, you know, I mean, like after Last Action Hero, you're kind of in that, you know, position of horror films where after Scream, where you're like, well, fuck, we can't go back and like do that anymore. We have to do, you know, because they, they, they was, called us on it. I mean, they, yeah, right. that was That's like when, the like, death knell you know, of like, that oh, entire shit. genre. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chuck Norris is now out of a job. Like, he yeah. can't do any more Delta Forces. <laughs> It was a sad, I mean, to me personally, I mean, it was a sad run, man. All the 80s action movies, just sad. Just so sad. I mean, oh my God. I just, did uh, you enjoy them back in the 80s? Or? Oh, court, well, I was three years old. Yeah, I loved them. You know, that, that was about the mindset you really had to be to enjoy it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. we were watching this and I was thinking like, you know, it's like the script for this movie was basically written so that a child could enjoy it. I mean, it's it's so simple and without nuance or subtlety or substance that, you know, I remember Stallone being, well, this was, he was on a talk show once and, uh, you know, they were talking to him about like the films that he's done and he's like, well, you know, you the movies that I do, you know, like you can understand them in other countries because, like, you know, there's not really a whole lot to them. The, he plays internationally because, you know, you can dub these things. You don't even need to hear what's going on. Right. You know, to understand <laughs> what's happening in this movie. Well, he's kind of brought that back with The Expendables. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a, an 80s action flick made today. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it is, is totally. Oh, dude, I saw a trailer for uh, his Bullet to the Head movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it Bullet to the Bullet to the yeah. I think, yeah. which is by Walter Hill, which he's the guy who directed the original Forty Eight Hours. And just like I saw the trailer for it, I haven't seen the movie, but the trailer, I'm like, oh my god, this totally looks like an '80s action movie that Stallone used to be in. I actually kind of want to see. I guess it's coming back. I mean, that's. I don't know if it is coming back. <laughs> I think Stallone just did a whole bunch of steroids, so he looks all big now and. Well, all we have now is like Jason Statham, right? I mean, he's like the only—he's the only guy who well, is today, like today's like in action. Today's tough guys for girls. You got your Vin Diesel. You got all your Fast and the Furious. You know, I mean, those are the tough guys, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. Today, it's just pretty boys. It was actually kind of funny. I uh, asked our intern. In, our intern right now is 18 years old, and I'm like, okay, so who's who's the big action star of today? And he's like. I don't know. And I'm like, Vin Diesel? I'm like, uh, you know, who's the other guy? You know, Jason Statham and somebody. Who's the and he's kid like, in G.I. Like, Joe? He, uh, Channing Tatum. He's Channing. like, no, no, it's actually like Liam Neeson. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, Liam Neeson's like, he's like an actor. And he's like, you know, and I'm like, really? That's actually kind of hopeful, right? That, that, <laughs> what about Liam Neeson is the biggest Liam. badass right what now. What about the kid the... from uh, Born? <laughs> well, yeah, he did say him too, but I'm like, oh, he's been in like two movies. Matt Damon? Matt Damon was in like two no, born no, no, or three Damon. born movies. I'm talking about newborn, born legacy born. Uh, he hasn't done oh, Jeremy stuff. Renner? He does other oh, stuff. So he's not like, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, but I Hawkeye guess. Hawkeye you know, from Avengers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying, like an action hero. He's getting up there. This is why I, I think maybe even Liam Neeson doesn't qualify by this stipulation. But like in the 80s to be an action hero, like that's all those fucking guys did. You know, I mean, you didn't hear have like the. Uh, you know, and so the Sylvester Stallone drama until after Last Action Hero, then he had to go off and do Copland. You know, Schwarzenegger after they had to go to Kindergarten Cop yeah, and you know, Stal- Stal- twins Stal- and stuff Stallone's like a different beast. Well, it, Stallone started off with Rocky, so I mean, Stallone's just. A but still, like so really, he was a dramatic actor that went into. Yeah, but I think it all stems from really these people. You used to be able to roid out and no one gave a shit, and you'd get a movie deal for being huge and big. 
And that's what Most happened. Jean Claude Van Damme's entire career, right? Are, are all those guys sure. be like, "You can kick! Holy <laughs> shit! Give this guy a movie contract!" Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, that's how movies were. You know, Roadhouse yeah. for sure. Roadhouse. Yeah, any of that shit. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you just whatever. You go make the movie, make a buck. It wasn't. It wasn't rocket. You know, science. It yeah, wasn't dramatic arts. It's just yeah, like, like kick that guy's. There's like right. six Delta Forces. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> trapped in paradise with Hulk Hogan. Jesus Christ, who wants to watch that? You remember that? Uh, Stone Cold with, uh, was it Brian Boss? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like anybody. It's like you're a football star. Like, give you a movie. You kick some ass. Dude, what's oh, well, face, look at WWE uh, movies even nowadays. Uh, yeah, it's like they're they trying. They got yeah. smart. They're like, we're going to make money on these movies making money. So they, they started their How own like, production. Uh, movie. For sure. Yeah, but they was that was wasn't that that was that firefighter one? A firefighter one. Was that a WWE movie? No. no. How well, now long, they are man. starting to just produce yeah. like without yeah. their own stars. Yeah, you know, See, that's which the is smart pretty, way to do it. Yeah, like, instead yeah. of going like their own stars are like, what? Movie. You guys can't act. Are you crazy? <laughs> what the fuck? They're glorified stuntmen. Yeah. Well, not glorified. They work hard, but well, they're stuntmen. That's they're actually stunt you know a thing about Tango and Cash is like something when you, that's actually cool about it when you watch it is like that was the decade or the era of stuntmen. I mean, there's you know there's no blue screen in this movie. I mean, there's yeah. guys dropping off of you know whatever fifty yard drops or whatever the hell it is. Isn't that when you, you know? were a kid? Didn't you always want to get shot off of something and fall off a balcony? Yeah, yeah. It was like oh. <laughs> That's how I wanted it's to really die in the eighties. Cool. You don't, yeah. you just don't really see that anymore. Of course, it leads to those moments in the movies where you're like, "There's a shot, you know, like something." Your hero goes running, and then it cuts to like this explosion, <laughs> and this guy gets flung toward the camera, and you're like, "Wait, who the hell is that?" That's not Stallone. <laughs> That's not Stallone. Oh, it's his body double. Then he lands, and they go in for the close up. Yeah, Stallone's back. <laughs> Who's that guy? Yeah. And he's less bald. I guess we what gotta happened? talk about the English guy. The, the, guy. The, the villains in this movie, and and I guess we get the villains are classic '80s villains, you know. I mean, Mister Big. Yeah, they. Yeah. That's the thing. They stand they out. The Asian dude that's been a villain in almost was every. Was he a coke 80s. dealer? Yeah, he was a coke dealer. Yeah, a coke sure, dealer man. and an arms dealer. Yeah. Yeah. He wore nice suits and he had a bond big layer. Ass ring. Yeah. <laughs> they got a big warehouse. Did this take place they're, in Miami? No, L.A. But they're running LA. guns out of this big warehouse, and they got coke. They're trafficking through uh, gas tanks on uh, semi tankers. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. He has like the the best. And like, it's Jack the... Palance from. Uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. He I'm has like, the worst. I'm not even sure that not watching the movie. <laughs> I'm not even sure that he was ever actually in a scene with. Either Sylvester Stallone <laughs> or Kurt Russell, because even in that end climax, yeah. you could edit that in a way where they weren't actually there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. No, he was. He, no, Kurt he was. Russell shot this movie separately. <laughs> he was. Totally was because he was in the, the jail. But, oh, that's right. Yeah, but even that the was the jail torture scene. Even that was. Did he ever share screen time with them? No. Yeah, but. if you're not on the screen with them, it can be seven months. You know, you, you don't know when they yep, shot they it. They fired the real guy and brought in Jack Palance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, who knows? They were just saying that. I don't know. It needs to fill. We in. need more money. We okay. need a bigger star. Put well, Jack. You know, the, the other thing about this movie was like, uh, I didn't know going into it how much of it was actually going to take place in prison, because. Uh, which surprised me. I remember on first viewing because I want to say the movie that Stallone did right before this was Lockup. 
Wasn't that the one where he was in prison and had to like was break it? out? So it was like, what are you doing? Like two prison movies in a row? <laughs> like I don't think I spent a lot of time that. in prison here. Well, it was like uh, what was the the fucking arm wrestling movie? Oh, over the top. It was over the top <laughs> lock up, and then like Tango and Cash. I want to say we're like right in a row. I could hmm. be wrong, but I thought that was his uh, trajectory right there. I don't know. My favorite like Stallone movie of that era might be really like uh, Demolition Man. Well, that's but not that's, of that era at all. Yeah, that's nineties. Like, have to say up. like it was the same year. Holy shit! You have to say like Cobra or something like that. <laughs> Cobra. <laughs> yeah, I heard the only reason he did Cobra is because Dolph Lundgren got the Punisher job and he wanted to do Punisher so bad, so he made Cobra. <laughs> it was Cobra. Wow. Cobra. He wrote. I want to say he yeah, wrote Cobra. Yeah, for sure. That's the thing about Stallone, which always I thought elevated him above like some of the other yeah. action stars of the era. He wrote like a lot of and directed. I mean, except might, for the it, first the, Rocky, he directed this, everything. This movie Rocky. might have been better if he wrote it. <laughs> and he's an Academy Award winner. Yeah, holy shit! His first damn movie. Stallone and he, and he directed the sequel to Stand Alive. Oh wow! He, this or Saturday Night Fever. Sorry, his he, was called Staying Alive. He yeah. directed oh, Staying Alive. Staying Alive, yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I've actually seen Staying Alive. I'm a big fan of Saturday Night Fever. I've seen Staying Alive. Yep. It is not anything Stallone. like Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> <laughs> is it like Rocky? No. Oh. I don't know if he wrote it. I, uh, yeah, I, I no, check I, that out. That's crazy. I didn't know he directed it though. No. He, he, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. This. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. He directed was, First Blood. I know that. No, he didn't. No, he didn't direct first, it. He wrote it. He wrote it. Yeah, he wrote off. I think all. Three he of them. he he directed the other First Blood or the other Rainbows. He directed two he, and three. I want to say he just directed the fourth, the newest one. He really? Directed the fourth I thought one. he did two and three. Yeah, actually, because I noticed the guy who was the uh, like production designer or something on this. Not the production. Uh, there's a Peter McDonald on this. He directed Rambo three. So, like, he's hiring, like, hey, dude, you're, like, uh, you know, second unit director. You want to come and make Wasn't Rambo, Rambo 3, like, fucking terrible? I liked Rambo 3. Wasn't yeah. Rambo okay, 2 terrible? Like, yeah, I thought Rambo 2 was terrible. Wait, well, I mean, well, well, Ram- well, if Rambo's well, not well, trying to kill like, an entire town of cops, it's not a good Rambo. Well, First Blood is, like, like, really fucking good, though. That was Rambo 3. Yeah, that was terrible. Dude. I liked it better than Rambo 2. Where, where, where was Rambo 2? In Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. They had to get POWs. But it's just cornier. Well, I know they're both corny. Okay, I'm coming down on that. that. I'm backing away from that one because I can't win. They are They are <laughs> corny. They're, no, they're corny. They're so corny. No, Only like the, First Blood is good because it's a serious really, movie yeah. about PTSD. And, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> God, did it make <laughs> Rambo? The I made him. You can actually use the microphone for that. <laughs> nice. I was doing the hand gesture around the microphone. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what's the one where there? It's like him and his. Uh, forgive me, General Troutman. They're both in the Colonel. The, yeah, Colonel. They're both in the trench together, and it's like just. Yeah, a sea that's of Rambo three. That's three. Okay. Yeah, Rambo three has like explosions, like. That was that era, man. It was like you paid off by having shit blow up in your climax, like just. I like used to watch Airwolf every show. week. Yeah. <laughs> just blow shit up. Which Explosion. one did you? Airwolf. Airwolf. I'm just saying. Yes. I used to watch Airwolf. No matter what, in the '80s, it's like awesome. You see the guns on that? All right. Uh, Dude, it blew up that building. That's what the RV and Tango and Cash looked like. It looked like the Airwolf helicopter. Really? Yeah. Lonely you remember Michael J. Turner. Pollard, the actor? He was in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses at the very beginning. He's the one telling the retard joke. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Anyway, in Tango and Cash, he basically pl- plays Q in a scene totally ripped off from James Bond. 
uh, Cash has to go and get like his armament. So he goes to this is after he's a wanted man. Nobody there cares. He just goes in and they're like, "What was the thing with the, the dog?" The dog, the dog, the, had the, a, the dog had a gun, a gun. machine gun. It was like a dog made Stuffed for dog. senior citizen protection, yeah, home protection, gun. or something like that. And it misfires and blows up. And it, I mean, it's a scene out of James Bond. And he comes in and he gets like his arsenal, which included, I think, the boot gun, which everybody needs a boot gun. Uh, right. <laughs> you better have a boot gun because you never know when somebody's going to break through your door made of glass, a mirror. Yeah. That's another thing. Knock you out onto your balcony so you need to shoot someone with your foot. Real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but how in the. Like, okay, so Cash had this door that it wasn't made of wood, it was apparently made of glass because he's looking at, you know, at himself. He's like, yeah, I'm sexy. And then all of a sudden, the bad dude comes through the. Yeah, the bad guy breaks through the door, but he doesn't break through wood. He breaks through only glass and starts firing. Yeah, oh, what was yeah. up with that? I think it, it was looked... supposed to be a closet door with the with the mirror on it. Okay, sorry. Saving well, money. Actually, though, that kind of brings up another observation about that this door. movie. Is it just yeah. me, or was there like a very high, like uh, there was a high like vanity factor out of this movie? You got Kurt Russell there, like you know, looking at himself in the mirror. At mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie, that's how the bad guy like comes out and you know, right? And then at some point, like uh, he makes a joke uh, to Stallone about his, uh, you know, you just miss your wardrobe, and Stallone's like, you know, they're in prison, <laughs> and Stallone's like, I do miss my wardrobe, you know. I mean, there's yeah, just this yeah. kind of like how you look while you're doing all this awesome shit is as important as. <laughs> You know, right. It was the '80s, man. It, all it was it's is built with style. I kind of think it's still, you know, it's, it started then, and, and it's still that way, man. It's all about what you look like, what you drive. Well, you yeah, know. and they made a big point to show at least Cash's car. Furious, it's like Men in Black, I you think. know. It's not important what Will Smith does; it's that he looks good doing it. That's true. That's lots of Bond. Bond's but, too. Bond's always look good doing it. But say, say that into the microphone. Bond always looks good. <laughs> but he's Bond. Bond's never said that, though. Um, Bond's Michael never Bond. had to say that to the dumb audience that, like, I make this look good, people. <laughs> right. You know, it's just right. like, okay. <laughs> sort of the, the yeah. self-referential era is where we live now. Well, Will Smith, yeah. is. I've always seen him as sort of like that, like, one comment away from a date rapist i mean shut what? your mouth man even on his even what? on his on, on fresh prince of bel-air now we're dude this is, this is a serious tangent watch that show tell, tell me a time that he doesn't meet some strange girl that he doesn't like hit on to the point of like you know uh sexual assault i what? mean it's watch it dude oh man come on <laughs> you, man you pull that shit in the real world, there's going to be an HR rep on your ass, because like, and it, it, it happens every single episode. <laughs> Go back and watch it. Uh, I didn't watch enough of. Fresh I've Prince seen a lot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, man. I've seen every episode probably about four or five times. And you never thought, man, he's coming out a little bit strong. No, here. I thought he, he didn't fine, write man. it. Like a French Prince was he, I'm awesome. I'm sure he did write it. That's you how you. Gotta, that's yeah. how you got to be fronting. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, <laughs> all right, fresh all right. So, uh, so <laughs> bad boys. This is another cop com, cop buddy comedy. That's in true. The 90s. Buddy cop, buddy cop. Yeah, when Michael cop. Bay brought it back. Yeah, because uh, that, okay. that's the reason. Because I think, it, like, with buddy cops, is like you have it in the eighties. Like, I, I think the best buddy cop movie of all time is. Probably, well, here we go. I'm gonna well, say 
I'm well, going to say Lethal Weapon. Ladies and gentlemen, are we going around round robin style? Yeah, I think I think I think it's like a gauntlet's been thrown. I've never really liked Lethal Weapon. We we have to. I don't know if I really have one. I'd have to really think about it. I think I like I like that dynamic of you know the suicidal cop and the guy that's ten days away from retirement or whatever it is. For this shit. Yeah, yeah, I I like that. You know, since then it's become a cliche, but. Did they do it the best? Maybe it did. I don't know. I think it did it the best. I mean, at it was the time, popular enough that they made like four of those movies, and it seems like even Tango and Cash is in some way like a ripoff of Lethal Weapon. You know, but like, Beverly okay, Hills but Cops. Could we, could we say that some of this buddy cop stuff really started in a lot of these like all westerns, where it's like the one old cool cop who comes to help his drunk cop friend, and, you oh, know, yeah, it's just like a classic theme. It's like little Starsky and Hutch from, like, the fucking 70s and shit like that. Yeah, too. I mean, I think it was always going around. I don't know what yeah, the... There was something... Kawaii 5 But there was something, like, before like, Lethal Weapon, help me out here. I mean, I know there was uh, 48 Hours. I think Beverly Hills Cop was before that, too. Yeah, but that doesn't feel really like a buddy, buddy cop. Yeah, he, buddy. That guy is... No, he doesn't have a himself. second guy. Yeah. He's got, like, other people yeah. who interact with him, but it's all Axel Foley's show. Axel but Foley. in 48 uh, uh, Hours, uh. it's like the, it's the odd couple. Maybe that's where it comes from. It's the odd couple? Probably. I guess you so. Put two, two bitter guys. With the, yeah, with these but. completely opposite personalities. We got problems. Have to, you know, coexist in so it. So are, are you saying that's, like, with the odd couple, they figured out that that works? Yeah. As far as, like, comedy or as far as, like, something that... Yeah, it's right. a dynamic it's, that's yeah, like... Just for two, because, I mean, that is, that is like a kind of a staple of movie. You know, I always rant and rave on this show about how love stories are just fucking overused and just a dime a dozen. But, you know, one of the popular forms of stories that was really used, like, in a lot of, like, the old Howard Hawks films is, is really the bond between men. You know, the bond between, like, you know, hey, we're in a predicament together. We may not agree, but we have to, like rely on each other and and blah 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 it's really about survival and like learning friendship through just the trust you have to build with another person those guys all came those old school directors all came through like the war and all that i mean that's kind of what they were yeah yeah you know what being a battle buddy and all that jazz is about and yeah you know so so it's kind of like combining that with the odd couple equals lethal weapon I guess so, and that's like magic because I mean that is, is it the magic? Formula. I mean, does well, it, I mean, it that happen was a though? Huge deal. When it, you know, I mean, it's still like I said, the, the fact that Tango and Cash is like a you know ripoff. Uh, Rush Hour is still like you know kind of perpetuating that bad boys. You know, it's yeah. that we put these two guys together and then you know, yeah, magic that, will happen. As long what's as that the new bad boys good. with uh, Mark Wahlberg? Is it? Oh yeah, yeah. There is. It's What's Mark it called? Wahlberg. I don't even know what it's called. It's not Bad Boys. Not Pain and Gain. Yeah, Pain and Gain. No, that, is that Michael Gain? That's Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah, but they're like, yeah. They're I mean, they're he's like trying, a, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's trying Pain and Gain. Come on, that is a fucking eighties. <laughs> you know, it's like Jesus Christ. Uh, not really. But they're like, the what do you mean, not really? I've I've seen it. It's a true. It's a true story. Like. Pain and gain is a true story. Well, here's yeah, the I'm sure it's is based the, off a true no, story loosely. No, it's it's a true story because like there, there's just crazy shit going on. There's crazy shit going on, and like like because they're like there's a scene where he's like one of the guys is like fucking cooking like hands, 
in inside a warehouse. As you do. I mean, that's... And, yeah. and they're like... And then they they have to come in. Remember, this is still a true story. Like, yeah, it's and at the end at the end of the credits, they show like what happened to the actual people, and like here's pictures from like what's the, the actual. Yeah, incident. but I guess what's are the we... dynamic between the main stars, the the characters? Yeah, is what we're promised in the trailer actually the type of movie that it is, or the trailer is leading us astray? Tra- trailer will be leading. Okay, us well the trailer story. looks like the. It's not buddy a buddy cop. Even it compares. Yeah. I mean, it even compares. The trailer compares itself to Bad Boys. It does. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It it's puts uh, it in your mind. If you like that flavor, you'll like this flavor. I still don't. I the still. Same maker. I will never trust any movie that says true story. Nothing. Nowhere on it. Because I mean, it's always. I true saw story. Fargo. It said it was a true. True story. to that extent. It's true to like some like. Hey, well, there was this guy. Dude, His Fargo. Name was you, you know the deal with Fargo, though. That's a. It's a joke. It's like based on a true story, and they're like, the Cohen brothers. They're like, well, I mean, there's that's a stylistic device. Right. Calling it a that's, true story. I mean, yeah. it's not a true story <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's just when you frame it that way, you put your. Oh well, in that you, you got the Blair Witch. You got yeah, the Texas the Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Well, Fire in the Sky is. That is, well, that guy's got his book. He's yeah, got yeah, his yeah. own. Yeah, that well, happens. Same thing, thing with communion. It's, yeah. it's based on a book, and they, they, they show the actual like yeah. case files and actual photos of like you know when Marky when they show Marky Mark his character, and then the real act the real person, uh, yeah. and then you know like they yeah, they'll, yeah. Show, they'll show the actual real person yeah. and where he is now. Wait, you were going to say something about the villains in this movie. But before that, you were going to finish talking about (laughs) Q. Yeah, we we got to talk about Q. Oh, Q. Q. Oh, because of the end. Hey, we got to talk about our favorite... uh... (laughs) Oh, shit, all right. Yeah, because I threw it on the guard. All right, I'm going to go with Lethal Weapon. You're probably right. Lethal Weapon. Um, Shit, yeah, I I don't know. Put it on the spot, I'd go with Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, best buddy cop movie. No, 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 wait, I change it. It's not really a buddy cop, but it is. Die Hard 3. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Bam. Yeah. That counts. If you had to pick one. If I had, I mean, if I had to. Yeah. Gun to your head. I might change it later, but I'd almost agree. I think Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance, is like probably one of the best. Even though, I don't know if you could call it, I mean, it is a buddy cop movie in essence, even though Samuel Jackson's a pawn store guy or whatever, but it's still in essence. Yeah, I'm I'm changing mine to Pulp Fiction. Okay. Pulp Fiction? No, I was just joking. All right. uh, And then Q, I think I ended that up. Uh, They get their stuff. uh, What was it? Yeah, it's a scene stolen out of James Bond. They get their stuff from Michael J. Pollard. He hooks them up with this ridiculous, ridiculous fucking. uh, you assault say, vehicle. You say ridiculous, but I would say badass. <laughs> I say it's ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous? I say it's ridiculous. It's a conversion van. It's got, hanging out the side of it, there's a Gatling gun. They drive around, I assume in traffic, because you got to get to where you're going. Travis, it's, it's air roof on the ground. It's, it's not. On the it's ground. Not, it could be like a ten times more bad. Like, he painted this picture like, oh, man. Yeah, you got you just wait because like in this movie it has like one of the most badass vehicles. It's bad, <laughs> it, more badass than is it like the stripes? It's RV? like the most badass vehicle <laughs> it's, it's ever conceived in movie history. And I, I was right. I was led astray. I know like, why he thinks that. Okay, here it is. I'm he gonna, is uh, me, by the way, Brent. Uh, yeah, I know why Brent <laughs> thinks this because when they turn when they when he hops in the vehicle and turns it on, it doesn't just like the engine doesn't turn over. It like powers up. It goes. <laughs> 
<laughs> much and then like Lane, much like the DeLorean, because uh, Back to the Future is uh, Brent's favorite movie. There's shots through the window of the RV where there's these cables just kind of like running across the dashboard, much like in the DeLorean. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there's, uh, you know, electronic components they can talk to. The You know, they got video phones in there. I mean, it's like... This is a huge breakthrough. I never I never even, like, I mean, I guess maybe my subconscious I saw that, but I've it never, happens. I just, yeah, yeah, I never like, visualized I, that. It wow. had the cable, like the DeLorean's got the cables all, like, around the frame of it. This one had that, too. Because I'm like, what the hell are those cables there for? Well, I mean, you got to power the fucking giant gun. I got to watch it. Yeah, I got to watch it again. I thought about, like, where do they keep the ammo, but I just figured it was in the back. You know, like, something mm. that goes mm. through the wall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it just... The goons had better vehicles. I mean, like the monster truck with okay. machine guns? That's more badass. Yeah, but there was no armor on that. Like, it was just, you know, roll cages. Like, you could shoot those bad guys before they, like, shot all their rocket launchers. Many off. bad guys meet their end. Many faceless uh, minions meet their end in this film. Lots of faceless minions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think a couple of construction workers. Did they make their two Chinese uh, quota? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, you know who I didn't yeah. see, though? I forget his name now. The stunt guy who's in. Oh, like, the guy the from game. Die Hard yeah. and. Uh... It's not. There's either Jeff Imada or Al Leong. Al Leong is what we're talking about. He did not show up, and I didn't see Jeff Imada either. But don't worry. We keep watching these movies. We'll point these guys out. Oh, You'll yeah. be like, "Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. That guy's been like every goddamn '80s action." But movie. what happened to the main Asian baddie? Uh, he got shot. Did he? He got. He got plowed through with uh, the super rifle that Stallone. Yeah, they never make it. Uh, Stallone okay. gassed him. Yeah, because he got the squibs like blowing out the back. That he was bleeding. He, yeah, they shot him through a window. And then the other guy, the uh, like Italian bad. There's like there's a there's a, a, a triumvirate of uh, a bad guys. The trifecta. So you got the Asian representative, which is James Hong uh-huh. from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. And then you got the Italian representative. And then you have the kingpin, which is Jack. Oh, Bryant. no, you forgot about that. The English governor well, you, that's guy. That's you were going to tell us about the the henchman. Yes. Okay, we're the back. We're guy. back. There, there, there's an American guy who 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 is a villain, and, he, and he, he's pretending to be an English guy. He's got a ponytail, and Wait, he, in the story, or like he's an actor. He's an an American actor. It's Brian James from Blade Runner. He was one of the replicants. And he has the worst English accent ever, man. That is not an exaggeration. (laughs) He's like, Oi, governor, I'm going to slit your your girlfriend's throat, ear to ear. (laughs) You blokes. I think Tom's doing it better than Brian James's uh, English accent. I'm going to get you blokes. blokes. Well, there's always like, see, that's like the prerequisite of the 80s action movie. You have to have the... uh, so it's not the main villain, which is weird in this one that they've got three main villains. <laughs> but yeah. there's always like the guy who does the dirty work, who has some kind of uh, you know specialty. I think in like James Bond, I always think of like odd job. It's like he's got the hat with you know. Well, they got in, two uh, of them though. Those would be your lieutenant. Weapon, it was Mr. Joshua, two, who was an albino, who you know like was the guy who was fighting uh, you know the marksman, Mr. Joshua. Hmm. And so in this one, you got. Uh, Ponytail. Well, and you go with the straight razor. Jaw, jaw, dude. 
That's right. There was. It was Robert Dazar. Yeah. Maniac, who, maniac strangely oh, enough, is leading guards through the prison. He's an inmate at this prison. <laughs> everybody's corrupt. In this uh, yeah, they're just like, Everybody's right, been bought off. We'll follow you. Uh, everybody's corrupt in real life. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know about to this extent, because this was, like, yeah. amazing. Because they're supposed yeah. to go, oh, okay, yeah. so they get framed. Uh, the worst setup ever in movie history. <laughs> <laughs> happens in this movie. Completely unbelievable. I think uh, the evidence, uh, it's threadbare. They get sent to, they take a plea deal through the montage, the courtroom montage. What? Courtroom montage. <laughs> courtroom montage. They had a courtroom montage. What was the song? Uh, I think like it was, oh, it's music by stored. Harold Faltermeyer, yeah. who did uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, he's got a theme for each guy. Oh, crazy. That's awesome. What was the court theme sounded like? Was it all like... Uh, dramatic? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear it in about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, just stay tuned. Oh, really? If you're listening to this podcast. Sweet. And, uh... So they go through the courtroom montage. They take a plea deal, so they're going to go to a federal, like a, you know, uh, what do you call those? Like a minimum security penitentiary, but no. Everybody's been bought off because the system's so corrupt. They've got transferred on the way there, and they end up in maximum security. And they get put in general population. Oh, man, this jail is actually when <laughs> they walk. That happens in real life. When they walk into this jail, there's like fucking. Fires going on. And there's litter being tossed from the sky. Is there always litter being tossed in <laughs> yeah, jails? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that like, weird? Like, yeah. ah, I hate reading. Oh, we're in jail. I hate it's it. Just like, yeah. I'm just ripping pages out of books, throwing it out my fucking head. Yeah, at some point, the you figure they'd run weird. out. But, yeah, you know. the fire is weird. Everybody be like, <laughs> why is there just fucking random fires in the jail? Uh, Everybody has access to matches or lighters. That way, they don't rape yeah. each other. As long as they build fires, they're not raping. They just want to kill Tango and Cash. Yeah. Did they, they put they, them they, away? They were in. Te- Most of were they the yeah, guys yeah, that yeah, put yeah, us yeah. away? No, no, no. Half Cash put half of them away. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Tango one of those. Put, like yeah. it's just like, oh, really? It's one of those. <laughs> yeah. And when they're walking through, we're like, I'm gonna rip you. Did not see the movie, asshole, folks. Tango. I just know. <laughs> well, yeah, they're all the same. If if a if a good guy's going to prison, it's because you know there's gonna be guys like now nah, you're in with us. <laughs> all right, so th- this is a good quiz for Travis since he didn't watch the movie with us. Um, it's an '80s buddy cop movie. Sylvester Stallone has a sister, Terry Hatcher, in the film. What do you think happens to her? Why is she in the movie? 80s buddy cop. What's going to happen? Let's say, let's say she had three scenes. She's going to get killed, right? I mean, no, she's going to... It's the 80s. They don't it's kill him in the 80s. But they There's... do... Rape him? No. Rape There's him? a main baddie. Well, oh, come on. Give me a clue then. Well, I got killing and raping in these movies. That's, <laughs> no, that's all I got. Well, they kidnap him. They, they, oh, yeah, they kidnap him. It's like she's oh, in yeah, the movie to okay. be kidnapped. So she is in the movie. I was thinking, she... I guess I was thinking a Death Wish movie. Yeah, she's right, there yeah. to get raped or killed? <laughs> right? Well, both of those are threatened at some point <laughs> in this sure. movie. Yeah. Remember, this is a Stallone At the same time. That's like Death Wish. That's the first... 20 minutes of every Death Wish movie is Charles Bronson just going home and like saying goodbye to the wife and, and uh, daughter leaving and they get you know knock on the door and ah! they get raped and murdered See, and, like Charles Bronson yeah. he's another one of those like movie tough guys like fucking like hard as nails like tough guys and I was thinking like this is a total tangent but we're talking about like you know action movies and tough guy heroes uh, Lee Marvin I just watched The Dirty Dozen was he ever like a cop like a tough cop in a movie? Lee they had to do well, no, I can't remember it if it was. Lee Marvin's the... We, we, are, we already uh, talked about this on... Head Sergeant uh, in Dirty Dozen? Yeah. We already talked like about it seems this like Big Red One. He was actually... He was in the Marines. No, but was there ever a movie... Because it seems like he should have been like, you know, 
the badass detective on the, you know, the post Dirty Harry, you know, because John Wayne did one, a, a Dirty Harry type movie. I think right, it was called yeah. like uh, McCain or something like that. Yeah. Burt Reynolds did one. I don't did, know. Uh, Stick. Yeah, yeah. His I mean, he was actually, old even by the time Dirty Dog. I mean, uh, yeah. His his first the thing that he's first no, most known for is the M Squad. What is mm. that? M Squad. But that would have been like way before the seventies, way before like Dirty or Dirty Harry, right? M Squad. Was a TV show. Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, yeah. He. Yeah. He was a cop. Yes. Right. Yes. He's been a cop. Well, Cop in a lot of stuff. I mean, I think so Terry it, Hatcher. I think it, well, there's Terry Hatcher, but also real quick, um, which came first? Well, no, I know the answer to this. It was Charles Bronson and then Steven Seagal, right? Yes. Yeah. Steven Seagal is another one that you get, you know, like his family gets killed, and then you know he has justified to come revenge. back in revenge. Yeah, but you don't get that with like the A-list, you know, action stars of the '80s. It's it's more like they're always threatening, like, you know, with a kidnapping or something happens, even with Lethal Weapon. They have to, yeah, obviously, you have to go save your family member, and it's like, oh, we just got to do this, man. Put the gun down. I love her. You know, like, there's yeah. always those scenes. and then, Yeah. But it's always, like, you, you feel safe. Like but that is gonna... primarily, like, unfortunately for female actors in the 80s, I mean, that was the part <laughs> that you could get. Like, if you yeah. want to be in the big boys' movies... It's like you're going to be the hostage <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Probably in your negligee, hanging off of a skyscraper at some point, so the bad guy can, uh, you know. Right. That's just the beginning of all acting, really, for a woman. <laughs> right. Independent horror movies <laughs> and action movies. Unless you're the poor girl in the strip club in the changing room. Or you're yeah. like the really like buff-looking the... dyke that's going to be like one of the uh, tough guys. Well, no, because we're Speaking like... of buff-looking dykes, uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell yeah. dresses in drag. <laughs> he does. In that same scene. Yeah. This is the movie, ladies and gentlemen, where you can see Kurt Russell in drag. Yeah, yeah, you, you really mm. can. And if you're, if you're like me and you get Kurt Russell mixed up with Patrick Swayze. Yep, so do I. Yep. Two identical people. All right, so that's... Can't you, tell the difference. Because you were saying uh, that you could Roadhouse. you could swap those guys. So imagine Roadhouse with Kurt Russell. I can't. It's already been made. <laughs> yeah. See, for some reason... All right, so that's actually a thing. Like, we're watching <laughs> Tango true. and Cash, and yeah, I'm you sitting know what? there... I could not imagine Point Break. With Kurt Russell? Or Dirty Dancing. What? Oh, even... You can't do Dirty Dancing with Kurt I Russell. I think so. Hell yeah, you could. I could see the Kurt For Russell. sure, man. They're, like, identical. I don't know if I can see the... You're right. I can't I see just Kurt... watched 3,000 Miles to Graceland. It's like, uh, yeah, this could Kurt be anybody. Russell. I also couldn't see Red Dawn with Kurt Russell. I could see Red Dawn with Kurt Russell. Yeah, interchangeable. It doesn't matter. Interchangeable. It's like Michael Sarah and the kid from Zombieland. Yes. What's his name? Kid from Zombieland? Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse, yeah. Whatever, it doesn't matter. One could die. It's like, well, we got, we still got one, so they're still there. Yeah. Like Jake Gyllenhaal and Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of true. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're both like faceless, like... They should both play Michael Myers in a movie. They just got no face. Just, oh, he's a I think ghost. there's a movie where they're like brothers, right? Like, yeah, it's called Brothers. Is it called Brothers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like brothers. 
Yeah. <laughs> they just stare at each other and like don't show any emotion at each other the whole movie. Strangely, one's at war and the other one's at home stealing his wife. Spoiler alert. That always <laughs> happens, You're listening to a, a Tango and Cash podcast. And we're going ru- to ruin another movie. We're ruining other movies. Ruin other movies. We ruined Dead Poets Society for you last week. So, I mean, oh, that's just, right. Yeah. What? No one can ever ruin Dead Poets Society. Yeah. How do we ruin Dead Poets? That's a, a pleasure. There was a spoiler. You have to the go back and listen to himself. it. Oh, Jesus. Ah. You ruined it twice. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know who. Now it's like a murder mystery. Now they're going to be watching it like, which fucking one? That guy's kind of depressed. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. It's all coming back. All right. All right, so what do we got? So, uh, so Terry Hatcher is in uh, Tango and Cash. She's also in... Super The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Isn't that was around in, the same time. Isn't she in uh, Desperate Housewives? Currently. Wait, is that she was in, uh, is she in Goldeneye? Is. No, she's in Tomorrow Never Dies. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, she was hot stuff for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, she still is. Yeah. Uh, but she's fairly hot in this, like, uh, yes. young. Well, she's always been magic. very But she's hot. got, you know, crazy, crazy 80s hair. But, uh, you know, I mean, it works. It works, it works yeah, for her. Yeah, I think crazy 80s hair works as long as you're... In the 80s. Terry Hatcher. Or Terry as Hatcher. Blo- as long yeah. as you were still in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. remember it said low battery. Yeah, we got <laughs> about 12 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, should we do... Uh, what else? What yeah, other observations do we have about Tango and Cash? Um, uh, what do you oh, remember? Uh, gratuitous nudity. Yeah. Right. Gratuitous nudity in... Uh, okay. So we were talking about this before that uh, in all '80s movies, they justified their R rating by. Uh, I remember, like the co- in cop movies, especially, there would always be that moment where you go to the strip club. I want to say they did it in like Beverly Hills Cop one and two. Yeah, because he loves it. One of one of my favorite movies. I come in. I come it. in peace with uh, Dolph Lundgren, also known as Dark <laughs> Angel, coming soon from Shout Factory. I need to Company. see it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, uh, they go to the strip club. Uh, but yeah, um, so in a, I want to say even like Commando, there's like well, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but at some point like somebody runs through a, a motel room and there's like some girl in a bed that sits up. And now I want to make make a comment about the strip club thing. You know why this is? Is because it's just kind of like a notorious like kind of like urban legend thing that you know that the cops are always dealing with the prostitutes so they're always getting favors from the prostitutes and strippers so that's why it kind of goes hand in hand that well and because they'll get more protection the, the ladies well, will get more protection well they are cops in these movies too right what was Axel Foley uh, he's he's a, oh, he was from he was, Detroit. Yeah. yeah, but was he Vice? Yeah, he was detective, right? Detective Axel Foley. Yeah, he was yeah. on. <laughs> he was a robbery or something, though. Yeah, I don't. He think He killed was his boss or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's kind of one of those. It's just one of those like, you know, they Cops you know strippers. they clean it out of movies nowadays because yeah. it's part of the propaganda machine. Not to like, let's kind of separate ourselves I think from people it. People just don't like boobs anymore. I don't think that's no, true. That's goddamn. Okay. I think what it is. Okay, like, okay, I'm sorry. I just found out World War Z is PG-13. I'm like, I'm not seeing a zombie movie rated PG-13. That's like counter, you know, what I mean. It's just, it's the same thing how nowadays it's just like, we'll get more people in. So there's probably no boobs in it is what you're saying. 
Well, yeah, it doesn't sound like there's going to be... Well, I don't know. With, like, look at, like, Walking Dead on TV. Who knows how much gore is going to be in a PG-13 movie now, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you can do it on TV, you can probably do it in in, in, yeah. you know, in a PG-13 movie. I don't know. But still, not a lot of hope for me. I'm yeah. just like, what? You don't do a zombie movie like that. But So it's the same yeah, thing. It's just like, like they want to get more right people in the seats. Well, plus they had the mothers. I mean, look at the mothers of the 90s that, you know... They take yeah. the music industry. They take the movie industry. Well, I just I don't That's know. That's what, what I loved about what was the last was it the last Dirty Harry movie that kind of like was a huge commentary on that where Dirty Harry went around killing everybody all the time. Then all of a sudden they're like, we got to pull you off the streets because everybody's just complaining about you shooting people in front of their mothers, daughters, and uh, was that, that the was Enforcer Deadpool? Deadpool? There might have... Uh, no, I can't remember. Right? It's just... <laughs> but I always thought that was one of the most interesting movies because, like, this is a social commentary on what's happening in the movie industry about cracking down on... It's like, what? This guy's a murdering bastard. I shot him in the face. That is... How is that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean... Well, they totally do that in this movie. I think there's... In his impassioned courtroom plea, it's like, well, you know, if I'm guilty of... What does he say? He's like, if I'm guilty of going after criminals too harshly, then if that's a sin, then I guess I'm guilty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, but then yeah. cash gets up and too like, violently. This is fucking bullshit. Yeah. And All right, but cheers. Wait, wait, 80s boob. 80s boob. 80s boob. Uh, so in this movie, you know, there, there are was... two gratuitous moments where we just throw in gratuitous brief boob. The, Which, they were good boobs, though. There was no... Wait, they didn't go to a strip club. What was that? It was like a cabaret. That, so you cabaret. got behind-the-scenes cabaret, there's a couple boobs wandering around. Strip club. And then there's also the scene which I thought was the most gratuitous. And see, that's when I like it done the best, is when it's like... <laughs> this yeah. could use some... Bo- Thank you. Yeah, it's like we're just going to throw a boob into the middle of a car chase, because that's what makes Tango and Cash some kind of, like, awesome, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's Roadhouse awesome, but hey, <laughs> I'm dude. saying that, like, it's got some coolness because in there's a fucking car chase at the beginning of this movie in a parking garage where, for no reason whatsoever, as they pass by a car, as the two heroes, or the hero and the bad guy, pass by a car, there's this topless woman sits up, and she's been servicing this dude who sits up, and they're like, what's going past this? And I'm like, that is like, who even thinks, like, you know what we need to spice up this car chase? Boob. Boob. I mean, that well, doesn't, doesn't even occur to that? anybody anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem to occur anymore. Because you and can't we need get to bring your PG-13. That back. Damn it. You can't get your PG-13. Right. They don't make movies for everybody. They make people, they make movies for the one gray race, the one hey, single mind. But Jason Statham's Minus. out there making R-rated uh, action movies. Actually, oh, I know why. Tell me there. But there's no boobs in them. I know why. I haven't actually seen them yet. Actually, I figured there, there out why be. there's... Boobs in the 80s, and then there's no boobs now. Because Mothers. In the 80s, when kids, like, kids, there there was no internet. So the only way to see boob was, like, you're, you're, going, to, you're going to the internet, you're, you're watching uh, movies, and it's like, oh, hey, hey, boob, and then you'd pause it. Whoa, whoa, you're pausing the... Pausing oh, the boob. Well, I mean, that, that's the boob. <laughs> so see, not, nowadays, if, like, if, like, if the kids want to see boobs... You just see that's actually like I mean right do, there. Do, do an internet search for boobs and turn safe search off and boom I got more boobs than I could possibly want. I mean that you right there is the reason why our society is actually like as degenerate as it is. Yeah, because we've gotten so used to just like you find anything. You know, like when I was a when I was a kid, 
You know, I had to search for horror movies. I had to listen for my parents coming down the hall. I had to, you had to, like, you know, same thing with, like, porn or just whatever. You had to, but, like, you know, nowadays, hell, parents give their kids freaking gore movies. We're going to find out if that's the case, listeners. If you're a kid who's sitting there going, like, if you're, if you're, well, or if you're a parent that oh, yeah, that true. thinks it's okay for your three-year-old <laughs> to watch freaking Evil Dead 2, you know, yeah, let's see know. how they, you know, grow up. I just want to... <laughs> yeah, we want to know. You got to write to us at Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com. We want to know if you're sitting there watching horror movies, waiting for mom and dad to, like, come down the hall or leave for the day. Yeah. Or if that's so just something that's, that like, show. gone, where yeah. parents are trying to be too cool for school now, and, you know... Yeah, because we can't like keep interviewing these interns, ladies and gentlemen. They keep they leave us. New ones come in, and you know, I mean, it's, and I, you know, I have a hard time trusting the interns because, you know, they they actively search out to be uh, part of a production lifestyle, and they might pay a little bit more attention than your average person that's just sitting there like. Oh, yeah, that dude's badass. Yeah, we're going to go see his fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, You know, that could be a different story. I've always thought the creative people were the, you know, like uh, the cream of the... I mean, whatever. Anyways, so (laughs) they're the elevated... Well, should we do a round? Sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes they put brains in the movies, and that's why you have the same movies that are the same as... Because they're like, no, there's actually a... Uh, There's this thing you do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I suppose we should probably wrap up Tango and Cash. Let's wrap this up. We're getting the wrap. Uh, we're getting the wrap. <laughs> He's like, I'm sitting this one. I'm up. never gonna watch it ever. <laughs> That's my wrap up. Uh, Go ahead. You know, okay. So Tango Cash. Um, you know, I was I was actually like, I saw Brent showed me a trailer. I've never seen this movie before. Brett showed me a trailer. I was super excited to see it. I'm like, man, I'm expecting some awesome. Because the trailer was trailer made this thing look pretty bad. Well, hold on. Because I've seen the movie, and I thought the trailer was one of the worst trailers <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, All right. All right. Okay. So, you but know. That's just me. Uh, yeah. Um, you know what? I If you haven't seen it. I, I think I think you know I, I guess I gotta say like on 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 the, on, on the scale of like eighties cops buddy ca- you can do better you really you really can um, I mean like if you're like oh man I I mean there is there is you know that that scene at the end I mean there's some good action scenes so. You know, if you're hard up, uh, you know, if you're hard up, I mean, I, I, I had fun. It's enjoyable with with friends to kind of make fun of it because, I mean, the jokes are going to fall flat. You're going to kind of make fun of it a little bit. But, you know, but if you're looking for a good buddy cop action flick or 80s buddy cop, you can, you can really do better, honestly. I mean, truth be told, it's... Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. That's that's really all I gotta say. On that on that note, I I had fun. I liked it. I did have a good experience. Um, I just think you could do better. But so you're saying if you're at the video store, what's that? If you're at Netflix and you have a choice between Lethal Weapon and Tango and Cash, 
choose lethal weapon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you have a choice between another forty hours <laughs> and Tango and oh, Cash, oh, maybe go Tango and Cash. What about forty-eight hours? Choose forty-eight hours. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's. What about another stakeout? Another stakeout? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, like maybe, like, okay, so like, it, lethal weapons, like just all the keep lethal in mind, weapons. Keep in mind, Rosie O'Donnell is in another stakeout. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can choose like all the lethal weapons. They'll maybe not four, maybe. Maybe not four. I'm quizzing them. Uh, but like stakeout, yes. Another stakeout. What, what about no. FX two? Oh. FX, <laughs> FX I still never seen FX one. Or no, like FX it's like Brian one. Dennehy yeah. and uh, Mick Brown or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like FX if it's like, if it's a one, I would choose that over. I mean, this is like on those like you know like yeah, but there's no sequel to the Tango and Cash, which kind of gives you kind of a rating on. Yeah, we're still waiting for that. You know, yeah. I mean like Tango and Cash. Yeah. You know, like okay, so wait, say yeah. like Red Heat. You might want to choose Red Heat over Tango and Cash because. Ooh. Yeah, well, because Belushi has the comedy factor. I mean, like, if you had Stallone and, and, and like, someone funny, funnier than Kurt Russell, maybe yeah, but it's movie. a Walter Hill movie. That's the only thing. Well, so the name right. I mean, Belushi was funny, but you got the wrong Belushi. James. Yeah, wrong one. <laughs> For funny. What? Oh, dang. Buddy well, I mean, good. John is, John is just such too a... Much, according to Jim. No, I'm, sa- I'm saying John is such a better... Comedian than uh, James, uh, or was Jim? No, 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 not Jim. John, we can't get into a Jim and John. The Blues Brothers, right John. He was the really funny one. The animal. According house. According she's the one that Jim. survived and is somehow making money. Yeah, he's, he's funny, man. He's I like funny. that. He's, he's the one in Red Heat. Uh, he's like he's, the next. He's, he's funny. I he's like, like him. the next Tim Allen. He's, he's just like funny. I'm a blue collar guy. He's funny. I uh, like him. I like I him can't, almost everything you know, he I guess, does. I mean, he's been in a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, humor's subjective. All I don't right, like right, him. Right, yeah, right, but like, <laughs> like I'm just comparing J- Jim and John. Like John. Oh, and John, uh, Jim and you John. Can't no, you can't really compare the two. Right. I mean, you got one was Jim funny. All right, but. Jim Belushi is funny. An actor. But John John Belushi <laughs> a, a legend. <laughs> right. His brother was funny. Yeah. <laughs> one's a legend, the other one's just a comedian. The other right. one's just a guy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. He's just a mere mortal. He's just a he's All just right. a man. He's just a yeah, man. Yeah, so okay. Yes. Sorry, Jim. Yeah, I guess uh Sorry, dude. Yeah, I got already gave my I don't right watch your show. That's the rap. Or your yeah. movies. Yeah. All right. Well, watch something else cuz you can do better. <laughs> All right, Travis. You I don't have, have you, one. Hey, I haven't seen the movie. I didn't watch this. So I'm not going to watch it. I really don't even like buddy cop movies. I mean, that's why I can't pick my favorite. What about one. '80s action movies? Well, '80s action movies are always going to be like Die Hard, First Blood, Robocop. I mean, it's just like everybody knows the list okay. because this is what everything's been copied Where's off the of. The Last Boy Scout on you? Oh, that's nice. I've never. It's oh, never been on by '90s though. Yeah, that's yeah. probably like one of the last of them, right? It's right in around that time. Well, but that's Shane Black, who we were saying. Shane Black had a specific talent for that type of movie. That I mean, he did the Avengers, the, not the Avengers, Iron Man three. But prior to that, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was like one of the best of the cop uh, buddy cop kind of movies. Uh, the, the I think he wrote two of the three Lethal Weapon movies, hmm. or two of the four, maybe all four. I can't remember. 
uh, and Long Kiss Goodnight. I mean, he's got there's Long something Kiss about really good. And he did an uncredited uh, write on Last Action Hero also. So hmm. like somehow that guy's got like he knows the action. Yeah, the super well, commercial. Okay. Here, the last Boy Scout. Here's, here's the god. Okay, the god and the creator of action movies is John McTiernan. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just Die Hard, Predator, the guy did it. He created it. He made you care about the characters. He made, I mean, every character, no matter how small in every one of his movies, he had more bullets, more more just everything. I mean, he just made a bigger world. It wasn't just the, I'm in New York, I'm a cop, I'm shooting out my window. We got to get these guys. Yeah. He made like, oh my God, action movies. He made you want to join the army, John McTiernan. Well, you know? I would put, I would say like, there's <laughs> yeah. John McTiernan and the other guy was probably like Tony Scott. Because the Tony Scott action movies, like True Romance, I mean, last, Boy Scout, Top but Gun. But that's more 90s, right? Days of Not Thunder. Not 80s, no, though. Well, Days right? of Thunder, Top, right? Top Gun. Uh, 80s. I was going to say Black Rain, but that was Ridley Scott. That's not really an awesome action movie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there were, you know, it's like yeah. they, they, those two guys, I think, define that style. And then that became, I don't know what happened to John McTiernan. I mean, aside from the scandal, you know, with the whole wiretapping and all that. Uh, but, uh, you know, that became eventually the, the Jerry Bruckheimer than the Michael Bay. Than the Michael Bay. You know, I mean, that's pretty much that that style. That's the evolution of that style, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah, he ended up with Bad Boys. Yeah, now it's that music video, like, yeah. super, like... Is there any way that you could explain real quick what the wiretapping was with John McTiernan? <laughs> there, was a, it was a, there was a guy, uh, something Pelicano, he was a guy who was hired by these celebrities to um, spy on... You know, I don't know if it was, like, bookies or agents or whatever, but, like, John McTiernan was one of his clients, and he got publicly caught up in that whole thing. So that was after, I don't know, what was the last thing John McTiernan did? Rollerball? I mean, even there, there's this is the the fall of the mighty, you know, from Grace. It's like you do Predator. Well, he did a movie called Nomads with Pierce Brosnan, which I think I've seen and didn't think it was all that great. And then Predator after that, which was, like, fucking awesome. Then Die Hard, which was fucking awesome. And then I want to say he did Medicine Man with Sean Connery and Laurie Bracco, which was, like, I was expecting an action, awesome action movie, (laughs) and I did not get that. So that movie's, like, gone away. Yeah, like, time has, like, erased it. But I remember that fucking thing. And then he he did uh, Die Hard, or Hunt for Red October, and Die Hard with a Vengeance. I love Hunt for Red October. After that, um... So at what point in that timeline? Rollerball, the, the remake of Rollerball <laughs> was the wiretapping scandal, or whatever it was. When did that happen? Uh, it's more recent. I think it was happening during, maybe during that time, but it came to light afterwards. Okay, you can look it up. Anthony Pelicano, I want to say, is the. I don't know if he was a private eye. He was the guy who did all the, the illegal wiretapping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay, so I, I got to do a wrap up on Tango and Cash. Uh, I saw this movie in the theater. I've seen like all these things in the theater. What happens? I don't know. You know, I was a fan uh, then. It was like that was the event thing that you did that summer. Was the fucking what's what's Stallone doing this year? What's uh, Schwarzenegger doing this year? And eventually you had you know Van Damme, Seagal, whatever. You, you know, go check out their stuff. It's a movie that's done with uh, I would say for that time period a fairly decent sizable budget so they can do all this crazy stuff that it's just like travis was saying hollywood excess in the extreme uh 
at one point we were talking, uh, but we watched a movie called Captain Kronos here, and I remember uh, Tom's review was, this is a terrible movie, and I was like, this is not a terrible movie, it's a good movie that's hampered by the time that it was done. This, you've got the flip side of this. This, this is a terrible movie, but it's the way that it's done what it relies on is you're relying on the chemistry of the lead guys which elevates it above because i mean the fucking script in this movie is horrible yeah i mean it's it's bad it is written at a childlike level of comprehension there is no substance there is no subtlety there is no nuance it is you know it's a fucking sledgehammer through a plate glass window I mean, it's just hitting you over the head and giving you what, you know, was determined at that time was what audiences wanted. Every yeah. year, we want this big action spectacle. So it's like, okay, we're going to spend all this money, and this is it. Um, but what redeems it, I think, is the 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 chemistry between the two leads uh, and just the way that it's done. I mean, the fact that we're all sitting here saying that the end sequence, it's ridiculous, the amount of uh, yeah, it's just it's it's insane. I mean, you're sitting, you you have fun because it's like <laughs> you're like I can't believe I'm watching this. There's like this monster truck chasing this like you know whatever, and there's explosions going off all over the place. It's just so completely over the top. Uh, you know, I mean that was that in some ways does symbolize like you know the 80s, the 80s and the excess of the 80s. Is it the most excessive 80s uh, action movie? I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, because I think that's what Brent was saying that it was, this one represented, like you know, the pinnacle. I don't know, man. I I really like like Road <laughs> Roadhouse for some reason represents the most ridiculous, uh, you know, but somehow still well, like in a weird way like awesome '80s craziness action movie. But I guess my subgenre would have been the buddy cop. Oh, the buddy cop movie. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. But well, it's, cops a hard genre. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, if, so if we're hard. talking like most excessive, I'd say Dragnet most the TV show, ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like uh, buddy cop movie. I don't know. I mean, this this could be up there. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I haven't seen it. I don't think maybe since the theater. So my impression of it back then and what I kind of brought into this movie tonight was like, well, I haven't seen this in a while, and I'm sure it's bad, but let's watch it. I was uh, surprised at how badly written it was, but at the same time, I was like, you know, we were sitting there watching it, and we were tearing it apart. It was hilarious, you know, in a way that I don't think it was intended to be. I think it was hilarious because we were tearing it apart. Yeah, I mean, we've got perspective on it now that it's like, this is just, like, fucking ridiculous. I mean, there's not, like, a single... Would you, like, en- would you, would you enjoy this if you are watching it by yourself? It all depends on moods, you know. I don't know. I get into moods, <laughs> like I want to see a ridiculous '80s action movie. If you want to see a ridiculous '80s action movie, this is one of the uh, one of the most <laughs> ridiculous, uh, you know. And it does have the star power of Stallone and Russell in a movie together. But otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think, I think, yeah, I think that's about all it has because I think I probably would go with. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, I really like The Last Boy Scout, I think. Yeah, I like I mean, Last Boy Scout. If you want to like, see, like, if you want to see, like, excess or something like that and, and ridiculousness, I mean, I think you're better off with, uh, like, a Last Action Hero for a buddy cop movie. 
Yeah. Uh, but again, I think Last Action Hero. I mean, like you can't. Tru- it's too childish. You can't it's, truly it's parody. But yeah, because it's it's yeah. outside. It's looking back. You can't see that as like one of that group. I was actually yeah. thinking that's what holds Last Action Hero back. It's it's not rated R. It doesn't truly represent what those eighties were because it can't. It's still trying to be a kids' movie to an extent, you yeah. know. So it doesn't show the booze. I remember it they yeah. show the... like all the poster stuff. They took the gun out of uh, Jack Slater's hand because, like, even Schwarzenegger himself, like, was like, you know, there's uh, there was a uh, you know the escalating gun violence in America, and he wanted to be, you know, he was aware at that point that, you know, he was known as being the Terminator, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the killer of like all, and he wanted to soften his image. He was aware that he was responsible for most of the gun violence. <laughs> See, that's it. <laughs> ongoing. That, yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, come on, Cowboys and Indians was on TV every yeah. day since TV but, was invented, let alone radio shows. Last Action Hero, like they marketed the shit out of that because like you couldn't go to a Burger King or a McDonald's, wherever it was, without getting you know on your soda. You're, you know, you got the last action hero. And yeah. then well, that's, how, I mean, you make, I mean, that's why everybody goes PG-13. You get more money, you get more chances to, you know. It, it's weird, though. It feels kind of like an R-rated movie. I'll have to go back. And, I mean, that's what, the way I remember it is it felt R-rated. Go back and watch it. Maybe they <laughs> dump a it, bunch it feels, of stuff out. It feels huh? very... Very whimsical. So I really like that. I believe there was a cartoon, dude. There was a cartoon cat in it. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that is a PG-13 movie. I mean, it is like, oh, man, I just wish it was a little harder edged. And Stallone is the Terminator, right? Yeah, in his world. Did we talk about that last week? I don't know if we did. I remember coming back I down. I actually constantly talk about that with other people. (laughs) About Um, the fact that some of us are Stallone is the Terminator. I think Sean wants to pick... I'm kind of stoked for it now. Hopefully, somebody will pick that movie. I I love the soundtrack. Um, But yeah, I mean, Last Action Hero, I guess, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're we're talking about Tango Cash. Tango Cash. Cash. (laughs) Would would I recommend this movie? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I would do it it with qualifiers. Overall, I'm going to say it is not a good film. Well, like me, I said, uh, you know. You yeah. can do better. I don't know if you can do better if you're looking for, like, you know, this particular brand of mayhem and nonsense. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's in a select elite group. It's like in Bad Boys 2 crappiness? Uh, Over the top? It's like a Michael Bay? It was more fun than that. That's got an ugly streak to it that I don't really like. This could, was, uh... Could this be, like, a drive-in movie under the right circumstances? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, is it, it's one of those things like, is it ripe for cinematic rediscovery? I don't think so. <laughs> you know? So I the guess I guess I'm going to come oh down on like, you know, I guess I'm going to say no. I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it. I mean, based on that criteria, I'll say no. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, it seems like I picked a real winner tonight. Um, I, I think, uh, I know last week and the week's, Prior or the week prior to that, I was I was really excited about Tango and Cash because I haven't seen it in like at least ten years, maybe more, maybe it's been like twenty, I I don't know, um, but uh, like it goes to show you how far nostalgia can take you, you know, oh. down that rabbit hole, because I going into this movie I was like this movie is gonna be fucking awesome, like <laughs> you know like the action in this movie I remember it and I remember how great it was. And then kind of watching it tonight, like, that steam just kind of, you know, went out. And I was just kind of like, 
<laughs> it's not quite as not quite as good as I remember. Um, and uh, you know, not that it wasn't fun. I think it's a fun movie, but yeah, you quickly see the how this movie is very dated, and it's very very much a uh, like Tom picked up on it. I think before anyone else, the jokes were falling flat, like really flat, and uh, they don't stop. Like, oh no, they keep on. One of these is funny. Yeah, they're like, we're gonna get it. Like, I can only imagine the table reads for that. (laughs) Like, who was there going, "Ah, that's a good idea. The producer. (laughs) Yeah, actually, it's the producer of Batman. It's Peter Goober, and uh, it's the two guys. That's actually why Jack Palance is probably in this movie. Uh, Michael Uslan? Yeah, it's Uslan and Goober. Really? (laughs) Well, that could actually explain it because he's way more of a cartoony, comic booky guy, Michael Uslan. Not so much of a serious film guy. You know, he, I mean, come on. Yeah, he spent his whole life making Batman movies, right? It was a big Hollywood movie. Uh, well, yeah. And the other thing, I don't know if I mentioned, this? Uh, 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 Harold Faltermeyer did the score. That was the, I think we did talk about that. Right, well, when, when did we? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Harold Faltermeyer, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, you know, I would actually, strangely enough, after tonight's viewing, I'm going to make this short and sweet. Because I don't have a lot to say about it. It will always Tango and Cash will always live in my heart as like still I'm gonna I'm gonna say no I actually I didn't say this I said Lethal Weapon or no I said Die Hard with Die, okay. <laughs> die Hard oh with Avengers. That's right. Would put on the is, yeah on the floor. You chose against your own. I, I chose against. The, <laughs> I chose against the movie I thought was gonna be the quintessential buddy cop movie and I chose Die Hard with a Vengeance and I think okay so I'm always going to love this movie because when I saw it as a child like that sticks with me and it's it was fun and all of like the you know the like logic didn't enter my brain watching it as a child so now watching it like all all those things you know like (laughs) this isn't working why isn't you know like that's like Tom says that's a poor frame up that's a poor plot now did you get drunk and then watch it no, because that's the best way to relive your childhood is through, <laughs> through, uh, yeah, through a hazy, uh, yeah, something where you'd be a little bit more easily amused. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got to watch it one more time tonight. <laughs> well, look, it could be a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start drinking. Well, we are drinking, but um, no, I, I think like to today's, uh, you know, the the people that are listening to this, the freaks out there, that. Uh, want a good buddy cop movie you know if you didn't watch it when you were younger or if now you're young and you're looking for a good buddy cop movie i might say stay away and this is i don't think this is uh, this may be the first time that anyone's ever picked a movie on the freak show and then said don't watch it (laughs) 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 their own i salute you that's a brave choice this is monumental but (laughs) Uh, if you're a fan of the 80s action or buddy cop movies, then I would say definitely check it out. But make sure you buy it for a dollar from the family video because other than that, you don't want to really you know, Invest. spend too much money on it. Get the I, don't even know if, I don't even know if it's on Netflix. No. No? Not, not on Netflix. Well, that's not what I like. I think we got the, the DVD that was made like back in the early days. <laughs> yeah. It's not even anamorphic widescreen. It's like... Wow, this movie has no law. Yeah, we turned it Stone's on. Stallone's like, uh, you know, I did this and these things back in the 80s. Hey, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, and if you're listening, who's the studio? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. We want a Blu-ray. Hey, it could be a DC archive. 
or Warner oh, Brothers yeah, Archive. Oh, really? Oh yeah. yeah, maybe. I will I'll buy it on. Up. See, I will buy it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Check it out. But I won't. I won't recommend it to anybody. I'll, <laughs> I'll buy, buy it on Blu-ray. I appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I got a, those things. It's a relic from your, you know. It's a, yeah, a piece of your uh, psyche. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Formative film. So there you go. All right. Well, uh, next week it's uh, sorry. Next week it's on Tom. So Tom, what are we watching next week? Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna experiment and do something that Brent did. I'll take a movie that I thought was great, that end all be all movie, and we're gonna watch it again. I haven't seen it in about ten years, so this is a movie that I judge all movies by, and it's Rain of Fucking Fire. Oh, watch <laughs> Rain of Fire. Sweet. Dragons versus tanks. Can't get that anywhere else, folks. So, yeah, uh, get the to a red box, whatever. You can uh, watch the movie red and uh, listen along with us. Isn't that what they're called? What are they called? Well, yeah, but this ain't going to be a red box. You got to get yourself to a flea market and find <laughs> Rain of Dra- Fire. <laughs> get yourself. Maybe Netflix? Maybe a garage sale it. I, I think it's on eBay. W- WGN, I think, airs it a lot. Uh, well, I mean, you can find all this stuff on, like, uh, you know, what? Voodoo. Uh, Ooh, Cinema Now, uh, PlayStation Store, Xbox, whatever. Sometimes on Comcast on demand. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, if you can find Ring of Ring of Fire, Rain of Fire, <laughs> Rain of Fire. Yeah, before next week, uh, you can join in on the podcast and listen along for the time of your life. So get a hold of us if you uh, you know heard anything tonight you want to chime in on. We'd especially like to get your opinions on. Uh, Certain things that we were talking about earlier that now are escaping my mind. But Saturday Night Freak Show at Yahoo.com is the email address. You can find all of our archived episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbay FM, coming soon to maybe some other platforms. And you can get a whole list of them on our website, which is SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com. You can also follow along on Twitter at SatFreakShow. And Facebook at facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show, where we'll be posting stuff, uh, images, trivia, all sorts of tidbits from Tango and Cash all this week. Wow, you really, I don't know what the, (laughs) 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 this is going to be a good one. It'll be a challenge to come up with. Yeah, so subscribe, like the page, and we'll be blasting your uh, wall or your feed with uh, all sorts of tango and cash nonsense so until next week listeners may the force be with you may the I need a tag it always works it might might. until next week listeners that's all I got alright we're out until next week (laughs) how about how about hey cash whatever goes on down there you're the best you're, you're the best cop I've ever worked with